Hello and welcome back to the Hill Podcast. Hill stands for heard, important, and loved. And you are joining us at part two of a two-part talk that we had with Matt and Jen Randall. If you missed the first part, go back, find the episode. Uh, You're really going to enjoy it. But let's just jump right in right now and continue on with our conversation with Matt and Jen Randall. So um, we're going to dive into just a brand new topic um, that I would love to uh, love to uh, broach with you. And um, this direction isn't going to be anything about babies. It's going to be about um, ministry. Uh, since I have you here, <laughs> I would love to talk to you about um, uh, Matt. Just to be super clear, you are an executive pastor. At our church, we have several executive pastors. It's a 7,000-person church, and each one of them are necessary and uh, busy. <laughs> and um, then, Jen, you are preschool teacher, as we said at the beginning of the podcast. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about the dynamic of families in ministry, like I know what our how our family is set up, and uh, just talk about a little bit about how it's hard to feel heard as the spouse of uh, an executive pastor or a pastor, a lead pastor, or or a student ministries pastor. It's just hard to feel heard sometimes in that seat. Yes, I think sometimes being a pastor's wife, especially in a large church, mm-hmm. can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I am an introvert, like I said before, mm-hmm. um, talking and being out in front of people, uh, if they're not preschoolers, uh, <laughs> terrifies me sometimes. But uh, I do love coming to church every week. I look forward to coming yeah. and being part of our church and um, walking next to my husband, supporting him. Yeah, And family dynamics with the busyness of ministry can be like a juggling act because mm-hmm. I work full time. Um, we have a little boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he has homework and he has after school activities that we have to get to and trying to balance the weekends to where he doesn't feel overwhelmed yeah. um, at church like, we're here again. Yeah. Like when all he wants to do is go play outside because it's a nice day. Right. Um, those are tactics that we try to take to heart. We try mm-hmm. to um, make sure that he only goes to class mm-hmm. once a service. Usually that's on Saturday because we get the awesome opportunity to go to our other church sites, and yeah. which is a huge blessing. And it's great for, for us as a family too, because we get to see the different dynamics of our church. Yeah, yeah. So when Matt has moved from um, uh, for from only being executive pastor and then being campus pastor, and then now back to executive pastor, how did you like personally find your fit? Where did you where did you land? And like, how did you find your fit when you? When he's transitioning, and that's yes. his work, but it's also your church. Yes. Um, it was our church before it was 
um, Matt's work. Right. Um, but through those transitions, it would I wouldn't say it was always roses and butterflies because I want to be um, a spouse who is there for the staff, who is there for the people. Mm-hmm. And redefining where I was supposed to go was... Um, had some t- hurdles to go through, but where I landed is I um, am part of the children's ministry. I do the check-in, mm. which is an amazing, um, amazing part of our church. I get to welcome families who are mm-hmm. new to our church, mm-hmm. and that is a joy getting to make those connections um, with the members of our church. That's not the camp, like not being a campus pastor's wife. I can still do those. Yeah. And you have a you have a big heart for the staff. Um, when I started at Emmanuel, we had already been attending ten years, and the only like prerequisite or ask that Jason gave was that's my husband was that um, I want my church to remain my church. I don't want to know how the sausage is made. I just want to grill and eat the sausage. I don't want there to be this uh, weird thing that people think I know about their uh, missed days of work. Or um, how do you, uh, how how do you guys manage that at home? Like how do you, how does it function for you? Like do you Matt do you bounce stuff off Jen or? Um, is yours a team sport or is it a, a, mine is more of a, I play the sport and Jason's the cheerleader <laughs> of the sport. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think one of the things that we've realized is that um, every family in ministry does, uh, does things differently and there are rhythms, there are roles um, and that work for different families. I think for us, I very much value my wife's uh, perspective mm-hmm. on things. She doesn't only just balance me, but she helps sort of balance my perspective on other people, on situations. Mm-hmm. Um, she helps sort of uh, steer my ship when um, when I may be unintentionally or intentionally heading down uh, the wrong way. And so I, you know, and she can correct me here, but I think, you know, for me, I'm not afraid to bounce off of her, the, the general big things that are in front of us. Yeah. Um, there isn't much that, that scares her uh, in, in terms of uh, what we can talk about. You know, obviously in any workplace, I mean, I have a fair level of responsibility for some sure. pretty sensitive things. Uh, and and sure. we don't talk about the things that that are, and she trusts me that, that some of those things are just not for conversation at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she enjoys and, and, uh, values the sort of team sport that we play by. So, um, now that comes along with some responsibility and also, uh, is anxiety inducing at times, you know, we've been blessed to be part of a growing church, uh, since the moment that we started attending Emmanuel, and that's mm-hmm. been over mm-hmm. 11 years ago, I think. Um, and so with each step of that, especially coming on board to the staff, my role has changed approximately seven, <laughs> times. And so uh, there's anxiety with that, yeah. of course, and it hasn't always been easy. And so, um, yeah, we, we play a team sport. That's the easiest answer to your question. Yeah. Oh, that's good. If you guys could um, speak to someone who's just getting ready to uh, do a church plant or who's 
newly married and they're going into ministry, uh, if they're just at the start of their marriage and their ministry, what would you say, Matt, would be um, your number one piece of advice? Yeah, you know, for me, it's probably... um, there's a there's a, a biblical principle of counting the costs before you go to war. Um, the idea that all of us can get very excited about uh, being part of something that changes people's lives, and that's valuable. That's important. The the vision that you're behind the um, the actual day to day ministry uh, is very exciting to think about. However, you really do have to do your best with your spouse to, uh, or if you're about to get married or a boyfriend, girlfriend, I mean, all those yeah. types of relationships to be honest about the cost and mm-hmm. be willing to dedicate the best parts of your life uh, to pursuing the mission uh, that you're signing up for. Um, I think, you know, Jen and I, our sort of journey back to ministry is uh, fascinating and there's all kinds of things we thought we knew. But going back, I always tell people that when you when you step into ministry as a family, um, it is it's work, and yeah. so when you step into the building, yeah. there there is that feeling that you are on, and yeah. uh, the hope is is that on for you is not much different than who you are at home or, or you know right. <laughs> around the community or whatever. Uh, but I think for us, it was it was understanding that we've been through a lot of changes since she and I jumped into ministry uh, at Emmanuel, and it's come with extra days of work. It's come with extra demands, and and yet we didn't quit on all of the things that are important to us, like small group. Mm. And so the things that we did to keep ourselves um, spiritually centered, we didn't give those up. Yeah. And I know each one of us have probably wanted to quit uh, <laughs> our secondary things, right? Those, those things that um, are not the day-to-day, but we decided that we were going to stick with it. Um, so yeah, counting the cost and then being willing to be flexible when things change, I think are the two things that are important for me. Yeah. I found that it has been very helpful to have some non-negotiables, some boundaries that you're absolutely not going to cross. It doesn't matter um, who I'm in front of or in a meeting with. If one of my kids calls, I excuse myself because your children give a lot of time to the ministry. So uh, if they call me, they need their mom and that's first. And so I started that um, when I came on staff nine years ago. Um, Unequivocally, they get the, excuse me, this is important, I have to take it, and step out of the room to take the call. Um, Are there any boundaries that you guys have put into place that like, no, this this doesn't get touched? Yeah, I mean, we, um, just the way that our schedule works, uh, Fridays operate as our Sabbath and, um, you know, it's a day off. It's very rare that, uh, I find myself doing work that day. We were blessed to have a lead pastor who leads by example mm-hmm. in that, who sets a culture that uh, a period of rest, a 24 hour period is extremely important to our right. personal and also our ministry lives as well. Um, so we don't work on Friday. Um, Jen does. Yeah. So. I work. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we try to reserve those days for our family. Yeah. Yes. I think that is important to have at least one day a week where we can um, close out the world, even if it's going out to dinner, mm-hmm. um, to make sure that like Graham feels heard and yeah. I feel heard and Matt feels heard that um, 
we can become that family unit because we're pulled in so many different directions on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, um, I uh, the culture in where we work is, and you have the summer off, is to make sure that we do put in vacations. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not good at it, but I'm getting better. Um, (laughs) But I do know that that's a boundary that Matt has to make sure that he has those times off when you're off. Yes. And and I think that's incredibly important for young uh, men and women that are becoming pastors to embrace from early on that uh, a seven-day work week is not what it's, uh, every 52 weeks a year is not what's expected or good or right. In, in the Lord's eyes. And and I was not young when I went into ministry and, and I miss that. That's that's uh that has had to be a learned lesson for me. And I appreciate that you guys have that, that you do have that boundary in place already. That's good. Um anything else on the topic of ministry and being married in the ministry. Jason sometimes calls it being married to the ministry. That's not on our best days. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's the... Yeah, I mean, it really is a way of life. Uh, yeah, you know, it I, is. Jen and I, um, we met in the most cliche Christian context possible <laughs> uh, through a college Bible study. Yes, and amen. So, Go to your college Bible studies. <laughs> it's true. Uh, the one that we were a part of uh, was uh, made up of... Uh, 14 or 12? Uh, there's 12 of us. Okay, so there's 12 of us uh, that all met in college and sort of settled into this um, on in our city, the south side of town, small church. Everybody came together, Bible study. And uh, six men, six women, we married each other, uh, as in there are six marriages and we are 15 years in and every marriage is still together. So I don't know what was yes. in the water. Yes. But, uh, but we have been sort of blessed in that way, I guess you could say. And we worked in children's ministry at the time. So when Jen and I were engaged, we were sort of children's directors uh, at the local church I grew up in. And so uh, I thought I was going to end up in ministry. Uh, God didn't have it that way. I spent 10 years outside of ministry. So, uh, you know, part of the local church, heavily engaged, but I spent 10 years sort of in the grind Mm. of uh, the mid to late 20s, even early 30s grind of sort of paying my dues in in particular in an industry that demanded a lot of time mm-hmm. away from your family. Yeah. And those 10 years, uh, the majority of them uh, were great. And as I pro- progressed in my career, I found myself away from home more and more and more. And there was a moment late in that time uh, where I started to think through what it would look like to be the traveling dad. The dad that <sighs> stops at the gift stop, the gift shop in the airport, and buys his kid a gift on the way home. And there, there was a time in my life where I thought that was cool, yeah, because um, that meant I would be successful. I have, yes. I have some successful business leaders in my extended family. Um, I will never forget the moment in the last couple of years. Uh, Graham was a, a baby at that point. I think he might have been a year old, and uh, I did an overnight in Orlando to present at a conference. I'm in the airport on the way home in the Disney store, and I had no idea what to buy my child. Because you didn't know what he would want? Yeah. And there was this sort of fear, anxiety. 
that set in. And what I decided uh, through that season towards the end, and God helped show me along the way, is that while there are families and dads that do really, really well in those dynamics and they find a way to make it mm-hmm. work, and um, and I respect a lot of those, those folks. The career that I left, there are lots of incredible parents uh, that uh, organize their lives to love their children in a career in which they're away from home a lot. What God showed me is that he didn't have that for me. Yeah. And uh, a combination of things. But um, so what God did for me is to sort of point me in the direction uh, back to ministry. And yeah. one of the, the ideas that I was very clear on in my own heart was that uh, I wanted to be home with my family. Yeah. And so even coming into ministry where I don't travel too much, uh, it was that right. it was not going to be the only thing in my life. Mm. Oh, that's really good. And that's a really hard, a really hard decision to make when, uh, when money, well, ministry isn't always the best paying, but, but you make sure we get paid well at our, at our church. Well, I have absolutely loved having you here today. First of all, I want to say thank you for coming to my home studio and, uh, putting up with the, the dogs that love your seven-year-old has been here at, out in my living room. They can tell he's here, and so they have been um, so very excited and uh, loud. So, uh, Hill listeners, you got proof again that this is the home <laughs> studio. There's no uh, there's no lawnmower today, but for sure the dogs have been excited. Hey, if you have enjoyed hearing from the Randalls, um, you can go to Emmanuel Church's YouTube channel. Uh, Matt has several talks that he's done. They're on the YouTube channel. Uh, great talks, great talks, all of them. He is on our speaking team and has, um, you can see some of the things there. Uh, you can follow um, him on Instagram. That will be in the show notes. Um, and you are always welcome to uh, email us through Emmanuel Church's uh, website. That's eclife.org. Um, and it is tradition that um, at the end of every podcast, we pray a blessing over the guest. And we have talked so much about this young man. Uh, we are now joined by Graham. Graham, can you say hi into the microphone that's right there? Hi. <laughs> so, Graham, I'd love to hear anything you have to say about first grade before I pray for you. Anything good about first grade? No. Nothing good. Uh, what is your favorite time of the day at school? Please say lunch. Is- Recess. Recess. That is the best. That is the best. Graham, we've been talking about daddy and mommy being in ministry, and we've been talking a bunch about Leo. And I'm going to pray a little prayer over your family. Is that cool? Got the head nod. Got the head nod. Okay. Let's pray a little blessing for you. Father God, thank you so much for the Randalls. God, we pray a blessing of longevity over this family's marriage. God, we pray a blessing of empowerment over Graham. We pray that his path is straight and that uh, he takes the steps that you um, lay out for him. God, we pray um, that each of the words and the very intimate details of their lives that they shared today um, resonate with someone 
that is listening. God, we pray um, that the Holy Spirit moves in what they've laid out today. God, please bless Jen's ministry in the public school system with preschoolers, 11 boys. (laughs) Let them feel loved, let them feel important, and let them feel heard by Mrs. Randall. God, we pray wisdom over Matt as he makes uh, financial and HR decisions for um, for a church that you have seen fit to grow exponentially over the past couple of years. God, we pray that um, each of the things he says and does for the staff, that you infuse him with your thoughts and your words. And God, we pray even now that you are um, going before Graham and preparing his wife and preparing his life and his job and his work and all that you have for him. God, that you will use those strong um, attributes of empathy and courage and directness to, to bring people to your kingdom. We love you so much. Thank you for all that you've done and all that you've given the Randalls already. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.